What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. Look, Monday morning, 11.16 a.m. We're actually here at our normal time, 15 minutes late, which is on time for Run Your Mouth. This is a this is a great day. And uh, I swear, some report store dates are actually going to be up soon. If you're wondering why they're not up yet, it's this is why I'm not a good employee. And it's unbelievable that I still am in positions anywhere, anytime. Anyways, at some point, I'll just be walking around neighborhoods, going door to door, knocking and going, hey, we're doing a porch store over there. And I never got the link up or promoted the date. So maybe you want to hear me tell very racist jokes in your neighbor's backyard. You should be upset with that guy for having me over. Not for me broadcasting this into the neighborhood. But, you know, come on over. You can bring your own beers. I could actually use a beer. You got any booze in here? Uh, So anyways, porch store date's coming up soon. Uh, all right, we can get right into the news. As long as we got two people in the chat so that I don't feel like I'm just talking to my walls, that's all we need. So we can get right into it. Uh, first is, I want to say that I'm very disappointed with uh, HunterBidenLaptop.com. I don't know if you guys went there and you checked it out, but what's with the purple lines? Am I a child? I want to see the ch- the Hunter Biden porn. I don't care about the financials anymore. I don't care about, uh, I mean, get the kid stuff off. Make sure there's no kid stuff. I don't want to be seeing no kid stuff. Don't be putting the kid stuff up. There's any kid stuff, get rid of the kid stuff. I also understand that they retracted all the nudies of uh, Bo Biden's wife that then Hunter ended up having sex with and the other ones. But I'm okay with just the hooker porn of legal over the age of 18 hooker porn with uh, watching Hunter Biden's big old penis. Because when you're alone in hotel rooms out in Syracuse, New York, you don't know a single person in the entire world. You know, sometimes it's nice to pretend like you're the son of the most powerful man in the entire world and you get a crack budget and you get to go around the world and just have fun with your big old, except for the kid part, except for the kid part, you got to get rid of that part, but you get rid of that part. Whoa, 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 what is this? Uh, uh, the Showtime in the 1990s when my parents seem to not be home and it's 11 o'clock. I don't need any purple lines over penises. If I'm going to take the time out of my day to go to HunterBidenPorn.com, I want to see this thing in all of its glory. You might as well call it BlurredOutPurpleLineBoring.com. So if you're out there, you're listening to the show, the people of the Hunter Biden Laptop, or maybe we should make unredacted HunterBidenLaptop.com. Maybe our our good sponsors like uh, SheathUnderwear.com. Bobby is going to be on later in the show for our monthly, giving us some business tips. Or maybe the good people of YoKratom.com can have the unredacted HunterBidenLaptop.com where we take out all the political elements. We get rid of all of that. We get rid of all the supposed conversations about the China money, the involvements with the Ukrainians, the, the this company, I mean, uh, the, the, these Bidens being bought and paid for, working for foreign adversaries. We get rid of all that and we just focus on the good Hunter Biden porn without the purple lines so that everyone can enjoy it no matter where you are on planet Earth. Uh, All right, next thing I wanted to address is, uh, you guys ever find yourself where uh, you're trying to prepare for your podcast, you're trying to read through the news, find the interesting news stories that you can share with your loyal audience, and you're just trying to sift through it all, and then at some point, you spend 10 minutes reading something and you have to remind yourself that you don't care what Kelly Clarkland's new boyfriend looks like. You don't care about some celebrity that you forgot existed and how they look on their bikinis. Can someone, you know what, in addition to unredacted HunterBidenLaptop.com, uh, if someone could also make a news internet website that, detakes, that just takes out all of the bullshit stories of, hey, check out Kelly Clarkson's newest boyfriend. 
hey, this is the newest uh, Kardashian that they were keeping in the basement. Uh, it's the, the new model for when all the other ones aged out of uh, being relevant. How many more Kardashians are in the tank, by the way? I don't follow the whole Kardashian universe of slut whoring, of uh, making trillions of dollars on the Instagrams, looking really good and banging the Pete Davidsons. But do they got more? Uh, do they got more models that they're gonna roll out in the future? Is there, are there more younger sisters that as the storylines get boring and the other ones age and get older? Are they gonna roll out new ones? As I'm talking about how I'm not interested in these people, I guess looking at the fact that I am interested in her. Here's another one that I find myself wasting way too much time on. Is uh, sometimes I'll like realize I just spent an hour watching like fan theories where people are treating Star Wars and Marvel like it's the Bible. The real reason that Thanos didn't do the... You ever, have you ever found yourself... That's the, Those are the worst wormholes. Particularly for Star Wars, where you're like, I, I don't know, it's 12 p.m., I've done no work, I, I've wasted my entire morning, and I've learned why y Yoda has a red uh, lightsaber. I, that was important for my life. All right, now before we actually get into all the news topics for today, because we do have quite a bit, uh, quite a bit, we are going into Pride Month. Um, so, you know, get your rainbows ready, because we've got an entire month of celebrations ahead of us. You know, before it was just a parade, that's it. You just had to one parade. It was one Sunday, but now they're filling a whole month with festivities. And then you get the whole internet that's going, hey, you already ruined Bud Light for us. Bud Light's already been destroyed. How much more do you have to take from us, right? I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a long month, everybody. So buckle up, you know, because uh, they're going to be screaming, hey, how come you're not celebrating us? And we'll be like, well, we're just trying to live our lives. And they're like, nope, you're bigoted. And then more brands are going to be rolling out. Hey, look at how much support we have. And then we're going to go, oh, that's whose side you're playing on. Well, then I can't buy your product. Whole country's going to be on a hunger strike. Conservatives are going to be getting skinny by next month, and then we'll be the better-looking group of people. Instead of the, you know, it's going to go the other way, where all of a sudden conservatives are buying skinny jeans at a discount because we all lost so much weight because we were forced to go on a hunger strike because every single brand, at first they just wanted to pledge their allegiance to the gays, and who cared about that? None of us cared about that. We understood it. These people are out there with the rainbow flags. They're having fun, and you just had to show your support. Fine. Nobody cared. But then you brought the movement to the kids, and then everyone's like, we really, really really care. But the good news is we can all look forward to the conservatives becoming the skinny people because every month, I guess when the summer rolls out and you get June and it used to be a time where you went outside and all the women started taking off all their clothing and dressing real slutty in cities. But that was until it got run over by people with their flags, wearing their thongs, exposing their gay parts to little kids, forcing all of us to go on a hunger strike and buy the skinny jeans that they're getting rid of on a discount. All right. But more on this. I got more on this. Where, where's my uh, where's my mouse? Uh, Disney welcomes gay days in Florida as the feud with DeSantis rages on. And I'm just going to say, can't we go back to fighting about the vaccines? Like, at least that mattered. At least that was a conversation about whether you should be free not to have experimental vaccines inside your body. This is uh, we're going to pretend like DeSantis with this don't say gay bill was actually trying to ban people from Disney who are into gay. The whole thing is gay. You're fucking adults looking at Mickey Mouse and it's a moneymaker for the state. All right. Next one is uh, glamour. I, they, they fucking ruined glamour. I, I got to find a new uh, magazine now for fashion tips. You know, glamour used to be the spot a guy like me could go to. 
to find the, the perfect amount of inexpensive, random TJ Maxx clothing to compromise a wardrobe. Most of my clothes are actually shit my mom bought me in high school and free t-shirts that I have from Gas Digital. That That's where my wardrobe is at. And a couple pairs of Levi jeans that I wash, you know, once a month and trade for the next pair of jeans. Is that disgusting or just the way adults dress? Except in the summer, I do switch over to like these Wrangler plant pants and thinner jeans along with my sheaths so that my nuts aren't too sweaty all the time. There's nothing worse than hot days and full-fledged jeans. I don't know how other dudes are doing it. When your legs just feel gross, I don't, I don't know how people are doing it. But my wardrobe, I always tried to hide my gut. Glamour's now got this new stretchy clothed fake suit fabric so that if you're a dude out there and you got pregnant, you can show off all of your gut. Uh, for people that did not catch this article, it's uh, by uh, Logan Brown. No, Glamour, Glamour UK featured Logan Brown, who's a uh, female who I guess identifies as male. Uh, really did a pretty good job of making herself look like a dude, but then in still having sex with men... As a male who I, I mean, as a female who identifies as male, but still has a vagina, managed to get herself pregnant. You know, everyone, it, it happens, unwanted pregnancies. I mean, talk about an unwanted pregnancy where you're a dude who's trying to become a dude, taking your vagina for a last whirl, and then suddenly you get pregnant and you're like, man, I'm going to have to be a lady for longer. And then the internet comes around and says, no, even if you're still have the vagina, and you're pregnant, you, you you don't have to be a lady while you're doing this. You could be a full-fledged man. You got to feel bad for the doctor that's got to deliver this, baby. Oh, my God. When this shows up into into your room, you look up, you lift it. You don't even know it's going to be down there. You're just, you you got to just be like, oh, this one, this is a weird one. But, of course, I guess this guy, I don't think this is parody. Maybe I missed something, and this is actually parody, and I'm getting duped by Twitter right now. But from what I understand... This, this, this fellow who's on the Glamour, which used to be my favorite fashion magazine. If you want to know how I got this smooth style of sweatshirts and sheath hats, it was, it was from a lifetime of reading Glamour and seeing the uh, prestigious clothing that I could be wearing to best showcase off my... And I, I'm not going to be dressing like this. I'm trying to hide the gut. But anyways, this might be parody. The guy put out a, a book, In My Daddy's Belly. You get your two dudes out there. Raising their kid together, the guy with his baby stomach. I looked at this, and once again, maybe I'm falling for parody. It's hard to tell these days. And I'm like, my God, you can make a kid's book out of anything. I mean, if this is now in the kid's section, just casually sitting on the shelves, I remember those little golden books as a kid. You know what are you going to get? Like My Daddy Osama or uh, Scuffy, the tugboat that wanted to be an anchor. Or apparently, this exists, Dr. Fauci. Here I was. Thinking to myself of a joke about what they might put on golden books in the future. And apparently, they beat me to it. They're already indoctrinating the kids about, hey, I know, here's the guy that got you the vaccine you didn't need and kept you from the schools. But kids don't like schools, so maybe that was a, maybe that was a good story. And now, if you ever wanted to know why you should never sit down with a marketing company and let them devise huge plans for you, with marketing budgets based off of marketing research, this is from The Hill. Most Americans say companies should voice public support for LGBTQ community survey. 
So there you go. When you when you if you're wondering why all the brands did made these decisions, it's because they actually did their market research and they discovered that this is this is from the pollsters that said Donald Trump can never beat Hillary Clinton. These this is from the same people that were telling everyone that they were crazy if they didn't get the vaccine when most people weren't vaccinated. Don't ever sit down. Just don't trust anyone on anything. Just go with your own logic and reasoning. But if there's one thing that you did, just don't ever sit down with the marketing company. Let them run a poll and then dictate what you do with your marketing budget. And then I think I had one more on this topic. Oh, no, no. We got today's topics. You know what? Let's take a couple fan uh Let's take a couple fan comments and then we can, uh, you know, we can get into the real topics for today. Robbie, will you speak on your relation with the autistic community and your role in chief? Um, no. <laughs> Extras B. I know who I am. I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Someone write that movie. Dude, where's my... I don't know. I, I they couldn't think of the title. Uh, nice Stratos. All right, last comment. Uh, anything goes. Market research failed them hard. I agree. All right, we'll take one more. Eric John, pizza artist. There's few things funnier than pregnant Arnold in a wig and dress practicing labor breathing. That's true. That's true. Shit's coming to life. All right. Hit the, uh, the musical cue producer, man. Let's hit today's topics. Chris Christie's farts hurt over Washington, D.C. Next, the treasure in the middle of Earth. China is trying to beat us, too. In a fashion... Where Lizzo gets her ass ironed. Do you guys see her? I mean, for a, for a big lady, that that she's got that smooth, doesn't got the dimples, doesn't look like you could film a moon landing on it. Next, YouTube admits the last election was stolen, and the San Francisco homeless turd so large, other homeless people are fighting over it. Man, we got a dense episode. But before we get into all these real news topics, of which I have a lot, I got I got uh like eight more slides of density. I mean, we've got some serious information that we're going to explore. But before we do that, you know, everyone's out here. We're trying to hustle. We're trying to make some money. And so that's why we do our monthly segment with none other than uh, Bobby the Bank, who just disappeared on me. Oh, no, there he is. Give me one second. Let me make a slight adjustment to our screen here. Whoops. Hold on. Hold Check on. Now I got to make us equal size. I don't want to look like uh wow. Look at you out there. Are you in the middle of a run? I'm in the the wild blue yonder, and yeah, I was just I was doing some some hiking and camping and stuff. But I wanted to make a quick stop in the Run Your Mouth podcast and say hello. Hell yeah! Podcast. I love. Uh, um, how's your knee doing? It's fine. I just can't do jujitsu. I can run. I can hike. It's just I can't do awkward movements. Nice. I've been uh, I've been biking a bunch. I'm getting into my bike. Got it fixed okay. up, and I, I've been putting on some miles. I saw this dude. He's called the Iron Cowboy. I don't know if I mentioned him last time, but he did a, a 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 states in 50 days. You should look him up. Super inspirational. He'll make you really probably push yourself a little bit further than you have been. That sounds – I mean – Doing an Ironman is something else. I feel like I could, if I really trained for it, I could pull off a half Ironman. Yeah. I don't. I don't think my body could stomach the wear and tear of a full. I mean, it's why. What is it? It's two miles swimming, and then it's a hundred miles on the bike, followed by a full marathon. That's you just know, nutty. Yeah, it's insane. So, like, just doing a mar just doing one of those things is hard enough. <laughs> Let alone all of them, and then fifty back to back to back. You know, 
it was and he had to like travel to eat the logistics of getting to each state to be able to complete one within that day was you know insurmountable but he's they, he had a, a huge team that that kind of helped him and it's really i was crying watching the you know the story and everything just because it's like this everyone that kind of crowded around him to help him make it happen it was just very inspirational so uh how many days are you going to be living out in the woods for uh, i think i got about another week and then i'll come back into society wait you're doing an entire week just living in the woods right now yeah i wanted to test out the sheath and see how they you know work when you can't shower for a week and, wait you're going and... a whole you're going a whole week without showering well, I mean, how, where am I supposed to shower in the, in the stream? I would think, I mean, I would, I would shower in a stream versus just uh, not showering for a week. No, well, of course I still got to do my cold water plunges, but I'm not, there's, it's, it's, I don't know how, how clean you get with cold water. I love the sheath research team discovering how long you can go without washing your nuts. Exactly. And how, how clean your balls stay wearing nothing but sheath. Would you put that out there as the sheath challenge? Longest, longest amount of time without changing your underwear? I think that should be a new Guinness World Record kind of challenge. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you put up as the prize for the person who wears the sheath? The long, and I guess they can't wear pants either for the entire month because they have to showcase that at no point. Like they, they'd have to. I mean, how do you kind of showcase the fact that you haven't showered or changed? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you got to document the whole thing or it doesn't count. And uh, you could wear some some joggers, just so, show the waistline. That's not bad. That's not bad. Just right up at the waistline. You know what we got to do? We got to maybe we got to crowdfund the, the sheath challenge so that we can get a prize big enough that uh, people compete. And then we can actually document how long your junk will stay fresh in a pair of sheath. It could be like jeans. I don't know. I wash my sheath after every day after daily usage, but maybe that's overkill. Yeah, it's making me think of like the Legion of Skanks and how they always do these weird contests where they stick guns up your butt if you <laughs> whatever. And they should do like a will a girl go down on you if you've been wearing sheets for three days and no shower. <laughs> there you go. Well, with everything. Uh, so was this actually a journey into the woods to test sheath for a week? Is that a real thing? No. Oh, okay, I like that. House. I like that. They are the uh, the Robert Research and Development Sheath Team. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, it's a regular old day. We're having a Monday morning meeting, and I. You said 11:30, and I was like, "Yeah, 11:30. My meeting's over at 11." But you said you were talking Eastern. So oh, right. am I throwing? Am I throwing off your meeting right now? Yeah, but it's okay because I love to come on and say hi, and we need to sell these fucking underwear. Everybody go to <laughs> sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM for Run Your Mouths. Check out that sweet hat. We have a few left of those, and uh, it's a trucker. <laughs> I love this hat. I've been wearing it a bunch. I was I, I didn't like it at first. It just threw me off, and then I, 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 it grew on me real quick. No, it's a little loud. It's got like a like a, a sponsored race car driver, but like on the off day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like not what he would wear on the like before he gets changed into his clothes, but when he shows up in a suit and he's just wearing a sponsor hat, I wear yep. it with pride, man. I'm a sheath comic over here. You are killing it. Are you? How, the, you guys are doing the tour and just uh, spreading the word. You, well, I love I, how every live stream somebody mentions sheath. I appreciate that. Hell yeah! I have to actually confirm all the porch tour dates because uh, we're gonna be doing quite a quite a few of them. I will be back in Colorado. 
uh, but not until September. And uh, maybe I'll switch from biking to running some stairs so that we can Manitou incline again. Manitou incline it. Yes, absolutely. This time I'll, I'll beat you. You got me last time. Uh, no, I really don't want to have to train. I'm really enjoying my bike, and I really don't want to have to uh, train stairs. But if I have to, I will. You will, because I can't, <laughs> can't lose to you again. I guess come – oh, we're almost in July. I would think July is when I'd have to start doing a weekly – a weekly stare you have the advantage because you're actually there and you could go i have to try and simulate uh stairs as best as possible which last year i was doing a weighted just step ups on this box that i have outside and then i was doing like a couple stair sprints but like just ten, you know 10 flight like not even like 10 stairs at a time just up down um so you've definitely got the edge that you can actually just show up there well, you got the edge because you're actually doing it. But I actually have been working out more. I Oh, my God. We could go on. I have this uh, this new X3. Uh, it's a resistance bands workout system. Nice. And it's actually fucking badass. Yeah, so I'm using these rubber bands, you know, these giant rubber bands to pull. Um, but you get such a good pump from it. I'm really enjoying that. And I've been running two or three miles. Now, nah, two miles a day. It's not three. It's two miles. But it is all uphill. All right, so let's uh, let's get into our business tip. You know, people, summer comes around and they realize, fuck, I can't afford my summer travel. I slacked all winter. I've been home eating cake. I didn't get my work done, and now they're thinking, you know what? Next summer, I want to make sure that I've got the money and resources to go see the world. What's the what's the Bobby the Bank business tip so that people can make sure that they got money for summer travel? Well, you want to set aside some money each month to every obviously. for these uh trips and fun activities i don't do that so i'm not really the best person to give advice on that just like but as a business owner i'm trying to cut expenses more so because we just so happen to be in a little mini recession and people like all these companies are going out of business because they're not willing to reduce costs because they're just like you feel bad, you know, or, or whatever. You have these relationships with your employees or your vendors or um, out this, you know, things you outsource to help your company run. And you got to be willing to to slash costs. And you can do that in your personal life. And that will free up some money for you to take a nice trip. That's my advice. Yeah, I got to manage my expenses better. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're all fucking spending money on shit we don't need. And I have way too much stuff. Maybe, you know, a Gary, a Gary V kind of advice tip would be go through your house and sell a bunch of the shit that you don't use. You know, we all have it. No, I love my stuff. Uh, you can get your own stuff. I ain't, I ain't selling off any. And once it's in my apartment, that's it. It's here for life. It doesn't matter if it gets stuffed into a closet, never used again. That's mine. and I'm keeping it. So, well, you're a hoarder and uh, <laughs> don't be a hoarder, but so just slash its expenses and sell shit you don't need. And then you can take your nice summer trip. Hell yeah. I'm i uh, I'm excited. I see that you sent me in the mail, the uh, new Donald Cerrone shorts. Right. Uh, I, and they're a little bit longer. They're a longer cut, which I yeah. think is going to serve me well on my bicycle. You're going to love them. Those are the new faves. Everyone's digging them. And it's Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Hall of Famer, UFC fighter, actor, and uh, sports enthusiast. So if he, if he if he's wearing them, they're good enough for him. They're good enough for good old Bernstein over here. 
Hell yeah. All right. Bobby the Bank, anything else to report to the good fans of the Run Your Mouth podcast? Um, we'll be back next month, and I'll be a little bit more prepared. He caught me off guard today, but I appreciate you coming, having me come on here. I love all of you watching. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYN. Now, you brought us those good uh, Mountain View vibes. You make me want to change my background. Yeah, well, you got it going on over there. You're you're looking looking good in the hat. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Have a great day, Mr. Bobby. I'll catch you later. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, and we are back. Going to hop back into the news, but let's take a couple comments. We got Shauna Thornton. I'm building my shopping list based on what I already have, so everything gets to use. That's smart. And then we got uh, anything goes. Enjoy the camping. Good luck with sheath undies. All right, what else we got? Uh, pandemic levels in 2022. All right, let's see what this story is about because I don't remember. So, oh yeah, this is what I found was amusing. So experts are now unsure whether birth rates will return to pre-pandemic levels anytime soon. A birth rate below the replacement rate signals some major demographic changes on the horizon, Forbes wrote. The U.S. is not hitting the minimum birth rate, 2.1 children per woman, to replace the current population, which may lead to an aging population and an economy that one day may struggle to find enough workers to fill key jobs and pay taxes which is so offensive to the people on the other side of the border that they're just sitting there and like, put me in coach. I'll do the work. I'll pay the taxes. And we're like, if only we could somehow find more people for this Ponzi scheme of social security to continue. And they're like, I, I'll do it. I'm trying to sneak in just so I could have a job. And they're like, we can't find people anywhere. There's nobody. There's nobody to fill these open jobs. And they're like, I'll do it. I'm right here. What else we got? Tally of COVID-19 cases after CDC conference climbs to 181. Remember how the CDC, firstly, all right, well, first I'll tell you guys the story. Uh, apparently the CDC got together in April and it turned into a super spreader event uh, that 181 people that went to the CDC event, they, uh, they, they all got COVID. And I'm not buying the story. You know what I see here? I, I see an organization that's going to turn around and go, look at what happened when we all showed back up to work. Now we have to go back to being at home. I mean, clearly, now that our entire organization has been boosted and we're even more susceptible to COVID-19, we can't be coming back into the office. Because I think they weren't working from the office, which is also incredible to be the emergency response organization and going, this thing's so deadly, everyone else has to shut down, but we don't have to show up to work to figure it out. We're the emergency response team, which is why we're also going to stay safely at home. I'm not buying it. You tell, Firstly, I didn't even realize that COVID was still a thing. Are they trying to resell us on this? Then now they're going, oh, look, even within the CDC, everybody's getting sick. We can't. Everyone's got to get back to their homes and start wearing masks again because look, look at what's gone wrong. This is from the New York Post. Son of Home Depot worker who was fatally pushed by shoplifter demands crackdown on organized retail crime. Uh, it's a very sad story. You can watch the video. Dude standing there. Asked the guy to see his receipt. Guy just pushes him right over. And uh, he's an old door guy. And he dies. Uh, and uh, it's interesting to start seeing the policy consequences of these decisions made in states such as San Francisco and Seattle, 
I guess, not to prosecute uh, shoplifting. I saw it firsthand when I was in Seattle because obviously having a Red Rover system where if you can put on your football pads and then just clear the line and now you're outside, no one's going to prosecute you is insane. And then I guess if you tell me that the police force is the only people that can be involved in violence, so I can't hire the people that work outside of clubs late at night with the rope system to stand there and be like, yeah, you better not try and get through this door. I saw it firsthand when I was out in Seattle at a guitar center. Some dude walked in, grabbed something, and then just and the employees couldn't do anything. Or you know what? Maybe you have to do. Oh, this is Jew Brain Logic. Write this down if you own a store. Jew Brain Logic coming at you. Oh my God, this is a gift from the gods. It just it just popped into my brain, and here's what you got to do. You have to mark up everything so that it's over the threshold that it's not allowed to be stolen. So even if you're Walgreens, you put a toothbrush on your rack and you say that that's a $1,000 toothbrush. And then you mark down everything once it gets to the cash register by a 1,000%. You just tell your customers. You put everything like two decimal places over so that, you know, if you're looking at something and it says on the rack that it's $1,700, that's actually $17. All the way through so that every single item in your store is over the price at which you could, I guess, prevent the theft and prosecute people. There you go. Problem solved. Call me up. Robbie the Fire, Jew Bernstein Lawyer Offices.com. You need solutions to government problems that are making your business inoperable in states that you would like to work in? Has government created a new policy that's made it impossible for you to run your business and for your employees to be safe at work without being attacked by the very customers that you're trying to provide services for? Well, I'm here with your legal Jew workarounds so that you can figure out how to not have your business fall to dumb government policies. Nice and simple, right? Rob, Robbie the Fire, Jew Bernstein Lawyer.com. No, but it is interesting to start reading about the uh, policy consequences from these uh, extremely uh, liberal cities. Like I was, I was reading a Hoover article the other day about how much property values have fallen in San Francisco because in even the wealthiest areas of San Francisco. I haven't been out there. I haven't seen this firsthand, but apparently there's piles of feces with heroin needles in it. And at some point, if you're extremely wealthy, you're like, I don't want to open up my front door where it used to be a lovely view with perfect weather in a booming tech city and see a pile of homeless diarrhea with heroin needles. I don't need my kid tripping and falling and then getting AIDS because their face fell into a poop pile. And, and now they got needles sticking out of their arms. That's not what I want for my front yard. And it, it, isn't it crazy? I mean, I guess you and all your friends, people are like-minded. You move to a city. Don't you just want to protect your homeowner values? But then I guess government or these dumb voters go, yeah, yeah, we'll just let right outside my house people just be here in the nicest weather ever. And then we'll make government policies that make it lucrative for them just to squat here or be here. Make sure that they can steal. Make sure that they got health care. Make sure that they got uh, a, a baseline money so that they can go out and buy their fentanyl. At, at what point do all clo stores close because they can't service the area? And everyone else that's super wealthy just goes, hey, you know, living here kind of sucks. And then all of a sudden the property values just go to nothing. And then you're the last person left with the property that's, you're just now surrounded by, I, I guess that's how you solve the homeless problem is that you bring down all the property values so much that these people now have somewhere to live. And then you guys all go to the next area and you prop up the home values because you're living a bunch of, amongst a bunch of, uh, you know, other rich people. 
and then the homeless people start coming over there and then you got hey we got to go be nice to this people word gets out hey this town's being nice to these people and then the property values start coming down it's like the boom bust cycle of uh homeless people in nicer residential areas uh which brings me to my next topic i actually don't want to talk about this one because uh, it segues better into this i came across two headlines uh that had the wheels spinning in my head this last topic we're gonna we're gonna get into for the day uh but i do think i picked up on an important theme that i'd like to share with you all so here are the two headlines there was one article uh in week magazine 10 states sue fema over flood insurance rate hike uh and then there was another one from npr state farm has stopped accepting homeowner insurance applications in california uh so these are two cases of insurance rates changing drastically state farm i think apparently won't even insure uh new houses in california whatsoever because of the increased risk of forest fires now the increase of forest fires are probably because the uh, electrical company uh fucked up didn't maintain lines but of course they're going to say both of these are because of global warming and then isn't that going to help their global warming models when they turn around and they go oh look at the cost to the markets if we don't change our yeah it's because you guys changed insurance rates and affected people's homeowner values or priced people out of being in markets and then they go oh look at the economic cost if we don't actually make the changes and then they got real actual numbers which is because of their own policies now, here's one of the things that I most dislike about government is that they make it very hard to predict markets. Uh, so, like, even just take the financial markets. Right now, if you're trying to make a decision about whether or not you're investing, you're probably the number one thing you're thinking about is whether or not government's lowering or raising interest rates and whether or not they might uh, you might see that Fed put in the stock market if they're going to go with more quantitative easing. It, it, it's essentially a game of, are they going to continue to inflate a bubble, in which case I have to be in that asset, or do I think that they're actually going to let that bubble collapse, in which case I need to not have my money in that asset. And the problem with just waiting on the sidelines where you try and make these determinations is that the cash that you're holding is that they just keep printing money, they keep pretending like we got pandemics, we got to give all the money over to Wall Street, and so your money is just progressively worth less and less. And so right now, you look at the housing market, you're like, hey, should I put my money into a house? Well, I'm not sure. They might continue to raise interest rates. What happens when all these uh, commercial real estate operations go belly up? They're gonna start turning some of that into residential or you see a severe retraction because of all the commercial real estate goes belly up and who knows how banks have packaged that together and whether or not that's just floating around on their balance sheets is considered prime collateral. Who knows what kind of economic downturn we're going to be in when all that commercial real estate mortgages need to be turned over. But I'm getting off topic from uh, when I was trying to talk about your own personal decisions of where you're going to put your money. And instead of just trying to make decisions based off of what you see going on in the general market of what would make sense, you're playing a game of trying to predict what government's going to do, the laws that they're going to change. Because for example, imagine if you buy a house and then they come in and government mandates that you need a specific insurance and they're tripling the rate on it. Well, now you might not be able to afford your house anymore. I mean, and this kind of shit happens all the time. You open up a particular business and then they go, all right, well, you're not allowed to be in this business anymore. 
Uh, and then, and then they also cheat if you're a preferred player. So like, for example, I'm looking at everything that's going on two years ago with interest rates and you're like, all right, I don't want to be in the stock market and I don't want to buy bonds because the interest rates are low, but the banks, they go, well, we need to make returns for our pension funds and our retirees. And you go, yeah, that's why you need to go talk to the government about not just having these low interest rates because then no one can have a, uh, nobody can have a secure, safe investment that has a return. And the banks go, well, we can't be in an environment where we can't have some sort of a safe return. And so with zero forecast of the fact that interest rates will probably go up, what, they just have all these bonds on their balance sheets? Or you had that uh, incident last year where uh, you had those pension funds in the UK that needed to be bailed out because they created derivative products that would pay out if the interest rate was low with the assumption it wasn't going to go up. Made no sense. You know why? Because they don't want to live in an environment where they can't get safe returns on investments. So they just make the investments that will go down in value and then they just get bailed out. But the rest of us, we got to stand around like a bunch of suckers. And so the, the, the point I'm making is that one of the biggest nuisances of government is that instead of trying to make risk reward evaluations based on the marketplace, you got to be making decisions about what bubbles the government might inflate and trying to time getting in and out of those bubbles in line with their decision to inflate or deflate it based on the credit they make available to that industry. Pretty difficult game to play and basically a losing game for everybody. Because it's not really reliant on uh, economic growth and free exchange where everybody wins. All right. But now here's what I'm noticing in regards to this State Farm FEMA flood insurance. Uh, is one, as I said, you get to change the evaluations of what you say are the cost of climate change. So when you get these climate change models going and you go, oh, it's going to be even more expensive if we do nothing. You can have real numbers that support it, but they're based off of your own policies. That's issue number one. But issue number two, which I thought was very, this kind of clicked in my head and I don't know the accuracy of it, but I'm floating it out there. You know, you guys read more than I do. You can email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Tell me if you think I'm onto something. I remember in my area, uh, at one point, a lot of the smaller doctor offices all got absorbed by the larger hospital. And from what I understand of that, it was because of rising insurance costs that the male practice insurance became so expensive, everyone needed to be affiliated with the local Stanford hospital because I guess they could uh, more easily provide you as a single doctor with a policy because they had some larger commercial policy. I'm guessing that's the way it worked. And so all of a sudden, instead of you not being able to make money on your private practice because the insurance cost became so high, you would join Stanford hospital or, I, I mean, that's the hospital in my area. And I'm telling you, I don't work in the healthcare industry. This, I could have this story wrong, but it's just something I noticed in my area that a lot more of the local doctor's offices ended up being under the actual hospital branch, which I read years ago about the licensing problems that exist in healthcare that drive up the costs, that the hospitals, they don't want to compete. But then there's also the insurance aspect that the insurance rates changing and becoming more expensive can force individual players out of a market and be forced to join under a larger conglomerate. Now, here's what I'm getting at. If the insurance cost is a homeowner's change, where all of a sudden insurance companies won't offer it to you, you're changing the entire market. So one thing that can happen is if you currently have a home and you're doctored into a, a previous insurance policy, and maybe you can sell that, that, sell that, well, here's where it gets more interesting. 
And this is kind of what I'm getting at. Imagine if you get doctored into an insurance policy so your home is worthwhile to you, but a new person cannot get that insurance policy, which basically makes that house too expensive to possibly own because they can't self-insure it. Well, then you might be forced to now rent that house to somebody else because they can't actually afford to buy the house. In fact, you're the only person who can afford to buy it. And now that's if they let you remain in your insurance policy. But now what happens if you as a private individual can't get insurance and insurance is only actually available to larger players? Well, then we might be in a world where you can't own anything. You know that old line, you're going to own nothing, you're going to be happy, and we're standing around we're wondering how they can pull that off? I'm not saying this is a definite, but I am pointing out the fact that change that the two things I'm pointing out. One, government changes in laws can drastically change your personal net worth in a way that's unpredictable. I mean, to keep things, I'll give you a really, really just like super simple and stupid example. Uh, There was once a diner in my town and uh, it's downtown on some prime real estate. And for whatever reason, the mayor in our city, I think they realized all the opportunity in the land development downtown, and they didn't really want this place to be there anymore. And they put up this big-ass target. And while the big-ass target was up, basically this diner was closed off from the road and closed off from its parking. How does that affect the business of the diner if all of a sudden the government just decides, hey, we'd rather not have a diner downtown, and so they make it harder for the customers to access it? I mean, that's just an example that comes top of mind. But the point just being a government, or, I mean, here's an even simpler one. Remember what happened with COVID? You're running your business. You invest a lot of money in your business. You got your personal bar or whatever. You, you saved up your entire lifetime to buy your bar. You actually got a customer base that's coming in. It took you a full year to figure out the marketing and how the type of events that were bringing people from your area into your store. And you figure it out. And then all of a sudden, government creates a mandate and says, hey, even if you're a healthy young individual who's eventually going to get sick no matter what, we can't have you going out and drinking at that bar. And so then government ruins the value of your business because of a new policy that people in fear of a virus that most likely is not going to kill them as a healthy individual and it's going to be around and at some point you're going to get and have to deal with and get an immunity to, uh, they erode the value of your business. So that's one, is that it's just it's, it's difficult to make any investment here because you're trying to make a prediction against what might happen in the market. Two is, what I'm trying to point out, is that changing insurance costs, uh, which, and I know you might be thinking like State Farm's not the government. Fair enough. I'm too lazy to counter-argue that. Because I'm sure that the laws in California, well, (laughs) State Farm might not be the government. The reaction to the utility company, which I don't think has to compete with any other players, changes the entire landscape. And then I don't don't know what else might be going on in that market that's influenced by government that State Farm is making this decision. Um, But believe me, insurance companies are big players and they're lobbying and they're getting laws that are keeping themselves profitable. Uh, which includes reduced competition. Uh, like, I, I don't think insurance companies have made any less money since Obamacare came around. And, you know, they got rid of things such as uh, catastrophic care plans that I would basically have to just spend $100 a month on the insurance that I don't use anyways, as opposed to my current, I think, $550 a month, which is the cheapest possible policy that you could have in Connecticut as a single individual. And so just to bring it home and state the point once more. Two articles last week just about raising insurance costs. 
I'm sure they're going to try and tie this stuff to climate change, pretend like, oh, this is why we need to make the climate change changes. Uh, but also just me pointing out, think about the government regulations that could actually price you out of owning goods in the future, because perhaps only companies like a BlackRock will be able to afford the necessary insurance on homeowner properties. And so now you got to rent from them because not because you didn't have the money, not because you couldn't afford a mortgage, but because they actually changed the legal landscape of an environment where you were priced out of the insurance. All right, that's it. I think that's all, everything I want to do for the episode. Uh, thank you to Bobby the Bank, sheathunderwear.com, promo code RYM. Also, go get yourself some, uh, some Yo Deltas, promo code RYM. Spend your entire summer all high and shit. Just have fun. If you're over the age of 21, get yourself a big bag of those watermelon slices and have yourself a good time. Show up to Porch Store with watermelon slices. Let's do it. Come on, YoDelta.com. Bring them out. All right, let's take a couple comments, call an episode. Sean at Thornton. It was because of a HIPAA being enforced. A lot of companies couldn't afford the updates. There you go. Anything goes. You can pry my nothing from my cold, dead hands. I like that. Spud Ruckus. Obamacare, the two cardiologists I work with, had to close their private practice and work for the hospital group in the area. The hospital networks are absorbing independent hospital and practices. You see, sometimes I pull accurate information uh, out of my ass. And then uh, Tabula Rose coming through. Letting her, I think her, might be a dude, I don't know, never heard of a tabula before, saying that he slash she, either way, I accept your love and say thank you. Um, and, you know, come out to Porch Store, wear nothing, you know, show off whatever gender you actually are. Uh, all right, that's our episode. Thank you for so much for uh, hanging out. Back Wednesday, uh, got an exciting guest. We're going to be digging into the everyone owns nothing. You'll be happy about it. Wrote a book. We'll talk about all that on Wednesday, and then I'm home this weekend, so good possibility of a Friday or Saturday episode all at 11 a.m. Uh, porch store date's coming soon. So long. Feel that uh, to eat lunch. Do good things. Save for your future. Blast more loads.